Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope, and show you a technique that can help you cope. I am your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork, and if you are right here right now, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button, and if you're on a podcast platform, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Now, today I have the honor of having two of my favorite people, family, really, family of mine on the show. I'm talking about Rev Rita and Rev Patrick. Now, Rev Rita is an ordained religious science minister, teacher, spiritual coach, singer, artist, and healer, and so much more, especially to me. And Rev Patrick is also an ordained uh, religious science minister, healer, spiritual coach, and he also has a strong background as a solo performer life coach teacher and educator ladies and gentlemen i bring to you rev rita and rev patrick What's up, <laughs> what an intro there <laughs> well, i mean as you guys just shining y'all light and also for you all i forgot to mention that these two established uh the center for spiritual living csl Kauai, right here on the island of Kauai, and they did that back in 2013 y'all wow. Yes, Ooh. we are the founding ministers. Holy cow. What are we going to do next year for the 10th year anniversary? Ooh. I know. Accumulation of everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, someone even said something about the 10th year being new beginnings. Yeah. 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 So you guys told me and before that you were the one that initially got into Science of Mind. What brought you into Science of Mind? Um, that's an interesting, I was in LA, been in my wills as, as an entertainer, actor, mm -hmm. and I was going to take a couple months off to go to New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And right before I went to New Mexico, a good friend of mine said, you know, before you go, I want you to go to this place. It's the science of mind church. It's not really churchy. You know, it gave me the whole thing. And I went in and met this incredible minister, Reverend Marlene, mm -hmm. but it was a week before I was leaving. And I went, this speaks to me. This is exactly, exactly what I would love to add to my life. You know? what, what was it about it that spoke to you? Well, because what it did is I always thought I was thinking these thoughts by myself, you know, mm -hmm. about non-religious, not dogmatic, you know, and, and she just had this thing that the power was within you mm -hmm. and that you had of it all the time. It was kind of like a Wizard of Oz. You have the power all the time. You just got to use it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I went, this is exactly where I like, oh, I'm leaving to go to New Mexico. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. So when I got there after a while of getting established and decided to open up a studio, there i also saw that there was a uh, what they call religious science center there as well so i just went and started wasn't quite the same as marlene reverend marlene but yeah anyway we came back to her later but when, when was that when was uh when did you uh, go to new mexico and uh, what year was that that was 94 oh wow so that's er earlier on with 94 yeah, I read just uh, my brother had passed away, my brother, uh, my dad the year later. Mm -hmm. and I was in L.A. and I just went, you know, I could probably use a little break, yeah. which I went to New Mexico for three months. And I decided that maybe I should just stay there a little bit longer. And I ended up staying four years. Oh, wow. Heard there. And Rev Rita, you weren't into uh, the religious <laughs> science or the science of mind as of yet. <laughs> you want to know how I got in there? Yes, of course. Well, okay, so basically, I was done with churches and religion and all of that. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I met him, 
he was into the science of mind, or at least he was attending the church in New Mexico because that's where yeah. we met in Albuquerque. Yeah. And so he kept asking me to go, but I said, no, I am done with churches. I am done with religion. I was free and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. So mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until we went to LA when I went to LA with him. Um, and that's another story. Um, <laughs> and he took me to a science of my church and it was Reverend Marlene. Mm-hmm. And she was in the middle of a, a oh, program, right. the heart's desire. She called it heart's desire. Mm-hmm. And um, I sat in the back of that church and just started bawling because mm. I had left to go and could pursue an acting career in Los Angeles. And I was like, I think I was about 45 or 46 at the time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exact age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a 46 year old woman going to Los Angeles to start an acting career is very overwhelming and kind of, you know, you're told you're never going to be successful things. And her program was called the heart's desire. So it just attracted me right away. It was like, Oh, you know, there's a power within me, you know, I can have my heart's desire, Mm -hmm. you know, so that started me down the path. So I got called and I was like, totally into it. I don't think I missed a day. I mean, (laughs) other than maybe here and there since that day. Into classes. So, and took class. Like I jumped right into class. Oh, wow. So I mean, almost immediately. Like, yeah. And, pa- and Patrick, you were already taking classes and everything, I assume. Yeah, I had already started. Um, I also was the youth uh, leader in New Mexico. So mm-hmm. I've always worked w- well with children and young adults. And so I kind of did that. And then when I went back, I said, oh, I'm going to start taking classes. So we started both taking them in LA and just moved up to practitioner and then minister came later because we were like, I think we're going to go on. And, and, (laughs) and, and now look at, look how life it just takes you in, in these incredible twists and turns that you wouldn't even imagine or you probably imagine it, but you couldn't know how it's going to happen. Exactly. How were the early conversations in the early study sessions with the classes? Well, for me, yeah. Um, I would say that I came into the teaching very like pretty damaged, like pretty victim consciousness. And I was just coming out of a divorce Mm -hmm. and, and all the guilt and stuff surrounding Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking for answers Mm -hmm. and I kept getting answers (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and, you know, actually turning it back to myself and getting out of victim Mm -hmm. consciousness. You know what I mean? And, And realizing that I'm at the helm of my ship. And I have to love myself more because I, I think I was in a, a consciousness mm-hmm. of really self-sabotage. And at the time I was having like a lot of sciatica back pain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, I, fa- I came to found out that ha- all had to do with my guilt and everything that I was dealing with, with my divorce and everything. Um, so it was very, 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 very helpful to, to kind of, to guide me through like all the turmoil I was going through Mm -hmm. because I was able to get back into myself and understanding myself and my place in all of that. And Mm -hmm. what, you know, so to turn me from victim to taking charge of my life and, and, and being responsible for everything that's going on, not blame, but responsible and Mm -hmm. realizing that, that I could shift my life, but it didn't come like right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably took science of my 100. I don't know how many times I took it. Probably. (laughs) two or three times well, we switched people, we switched uh, people switch, to yeah. switch centers at one point because mm-hmm. the river marlene had left but um but yeah i mean we went through the coursework since 1998 mm-hmm. we didn't graduate till minister as ministers until 2011 
And we so were in class that year. Oh, wow. Wow. So those, that, throughout so we were never out of class. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because we were slow and we couldn't get it. It was just because, <laughs> so don't be don't be putting that on yourself. Uh, no, because no. we loved it. We loved it. Yeah, and we just kept going to dig deeper, 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 deeper. Because it's really all about you. It's not like mm-hmm. you know, even when you go to become a practitioner, it's mm-hmm. not about oh yeah, you're going to end up going out and helping people. But to begin with, it's you facing mm-hmm. your inner demons and all mm-hmm. the stuff that you need to get through. To all your judgments, your mm-hmm. guilt, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, your story, the first, the first dear practitioner is, you know, mm-hmm. how life got to be the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So yeah, that's, does that answer your question? A hundred percent. The, so that was uh, for you and Patrick. Uh, so I have watched Bree go from this 28 year old woman to this now goddess that I see and the transformation that has happened with her has been so beautiful. It's been so mm-hmm. lovely to just see her blossom and to become this amazing, strong woman that she has been without the shame and the blame from her mm-hmm. being, uh, being a, a Jehovah's witness and then getting out of that religion. How was it for you, Patrick, to see the Genesis of Rita to now her becoming her own woman over this time. How was that for you? Well, it's always been, well, you know, it's interesting because I think the person is always the last to know, Mm. you know, the person going through the transformation, like the butterfly, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm stuck in this thing. And, you know, you're getting through it. But I always saw that in Mm. her, as -hmm. we do when we, not only because we see potentiality, but because I actually always saw the strength, the the incredible way that she works through her life and the way she can tackle things. And, but it took her to know that for herself. Mm-hmm. So that was the beauty of watching somebody discover themselves when you already see yeah. the, the, the beauty and the, the beyond potentiality of someone. So oh. that was the fun part. That was the oh. fun part of watching it. Plus we're good partners. So it's, it's, it was a nice, you know, for us to balance each other, you know, and be Mm -hmm. able to work as partners because we've done a lot, our stuff, most of the things we did, even when we produced and we did everything, we did it always together. Mm -hmm. So we were very, you know, we watched each other go through it all. (laughs) The caterpillar stayed, you know, people ask us like, they're like, Oh, well, how do you work together? Because, you know, you, it's very rare. I mean, I don't know this rare, but, husbands and wives working together can be problematic, right? Yes. Yes. But, um, you know, especially in a situation like this, because it could get competitive and, mm-hmm. you know, they like him more than they like me and all this stuff. But right. Patrick and I have always worked together from mm-hmm. like, like he was saying, from the moment we met, mm-hmm. we worked together. Like I was worked for him at first. And then, you know, then we produced, like we said together, and then we started going to school together. Then we, you know, uh, I directed him. He directed me the center together. So it's not like, it's almost like that's our relationship. (laughs) I mean, that's our relationship to continuously support one another, but also to go through whatever type of path together, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like today, you guys teach classes together. And of course, have the service. We share share the pulpit together on Mm -hmm. Sundays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, the, the podium is shared by both of us, which is once again a very different way of approaching ministry, even though we're new, we're new thought and mm-hmm. we're a little different than others. But I think people will always say, how do you do that? I think it's because 
we're so different, mm-hmm. yet we're so, you know, still on the same path together. Yes. But we express so differently, as you well know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> but the, the polarity in the two is mm-hmm. what makes it special. That's why I stayed like, you know, my ex-wife was gone and she's the one that initially like thought of us coming <laughs> to CSL. But I stayed and I continued to come and uh, take the classes. I think one of the first classes that I took was um, Power of Decision. No, no, it was uh, the workshop. The two weeks you go on stage, uh, flying solo. Oh, flying solo. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh into oh. the fire. Right. You yeah. Know what oh, I mean? yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that's flying and making sure you have wings at some point in the flight, right? <laughs> exactly. Like building, like growing the wings as I'm falling. Yeah. Um, but so who was it that did both of you all come to the decision together that you were going to be, uh, become practitioners and go through this journey together? Or was, was one person like, hey, I think practitionership is the next step. That's a good question. Um I think it might have went well. She was always, there's one thing about Rita, if I may say so. Once she says, this is what I'm doing, yeah, it, it pretty much goes all the way, you know, she's gonna take it all the way home. Mm-hmm. I don't, I know I'm not flippant, but I, I stay a little more open about everything, you know. So I would say that, that she was the pretty the determined one, which is funny because I got her into right. uh, <laughs> the whole thing. But um, yeah, that's and, like an interesting question. Yeah, it seems like it's not like I told him to do oh, it or no. something. No, of course he, not. You know, it just seemed like we were on the same path. Mm-hmm. We were just on the same path. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. even with theater, we were on the same path mm-hmm. and we supported each other. Like you said, one of the first things we did, well, I helped him in his studio and then and we were both into acting. Because right? was actually my and student, by I was the way. A student. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the I created pay. a one-person show for him mm-hmm. and put that up on the, you know, we put that up together. So I don't know. We're t- I think we're pretty unusual. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say we're special, but we are. But <laughs> that, that I, oh, I think we were just meant to be together. And we have, I remember this one person that Patrick married um, said, you know, and he had it in his vows that uh, when he got married is that, it wasn't like being wrapped up in each other. It was more like being together and looking out into mm-hmm. the world and mm-hmm. coming from each other, but out because you're really, it's about your vision for mm-hmm. being in service and mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. you know, in the world um, mm-hmm. as a couple. But it just seems like it, like, I mean, we love each other. We have a great relationship, mm-hmm. but it's more than that. Like, it's yeah. more like going out into the world together. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for one, sure. One, one funny thing is that we used to always say that, um, you know, when, when we got married, I said, we have to make sure we always change. You know, how they say never mm-hmm. change, but we're like, we counted on it. And then one thing that we don't talk about a lot because it's kind of a weird thing, but um, we, there's almost a part of Rita and I, because we got, I didn't get married until I was 42. She mm-hmm. had been married for year, 27 years before I met her. Mm-hmm. But when we met, it was almost as though, and we're still going through it. You know, when it's a, you're young and 
you're in your 25, 30s, you're kind of starting. That's kind of how we are. We're kind of like growing up together, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we had met at 18 or 19 or 20. Mm. And because now we're almost like everyone's going, I'm retired and I'm going retired. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Retire? <laughs> I don't think so, man. No I don't know. No. And not because I'm against it. I, I, I just said it's like starting again. We started a whole new life of uh, ministries, a whole mm-hmm. other. Whole another world too. Yeah, that is true because we don't we're not normal for our age. When yeah, most people aren't like starting new things and buying a house for the first time, you know, and all the stuff that we're seeing ourselves wanting to do, mm-hmm. you know, and starting a whole career at yeah. sixty, you know, right. like a whole different career. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, that's so, a whole nother um, world. And he's right. It's like we grew, we're like we're <laughs> like we're second time around yeah. growing up, you know, we're and, up together. and we're helping each other through growing up, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's in a, a whole nother way. It's a spiritual growth. It's a spiritual oh, yeah. maturity, you know, which is a different type of life. You know, you can have your success in career, you can have your success in you know parenthood, or you can have your success right. in a, a lot of other things. However, that that when you feel yourself having this spiritual growth, man, things blossom in a totally different way. Yeah. And you, yeah. you guys have seen each other grow up within this organization together for what? Well, Patrick, it's almost 20 years for you. Uh, no, 30, in fact, since 94. Yep. So almost 30. Was yeah. that possible? Oh my God. <laughs> right. You must be mistaken. <laughs> I think you better get a calculator. <laughs> As I sit up straight. I know, right? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the, um, yeah. But yeah, the it's 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 phenomenal to see you all so full of life because of this this belief and of uh, this teaching that has now grabbed a hold of you all and and like really like turned your life into something you probably even never thought of when you were in New Mexico or in Los Angeles for that matter. Right, I had a whole different track we were on and a whole different feeling and right. and now we're sitting here and yeah it is that we were saying the other day it's not a part time uh, even no. when we started as a fo- as founders of CSL Kauai. Mm-hmm. Um, we went in 100 uh, percent. The two of us, uh, many people suggested, as they do when you start something, they said, "Why don't one of you get a real job?" Telling us that at 50, and uh, we get get a job, and then while you're doing that, you can build this center. And we made a definite decision. Mm-hmm. Definite. We said, "No, uh, we already did that with acting, where you kind of." you know, wait tables on that. And then you go do your, your acting. And we went in 100%. So we're both in. Yeah. Or we're both out. Mm-hmm. No one in and one out. And we're going to do this together and go in and start and found it. And now we're nine years going, you know, into our 10th, you know, so. Wow. The, so like, obviously, on does, we're, <laughs> so you're on the path of becoming practitioner and was it just known like, Hey, after practitionership, we're going to go ahead and keep evolving to become these reverends or was it just something that just happened over time as you, you all spiritually matured? I think no, it's, uh, for me, I just kind of, it was immediate, it. like immediate. It was immediate. It's just, mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we got done with practitioner and within a year when Dr. James said he was going to teach his first ministerial class. We were yeah. like, okay, we're in. Boom. 
but this wasn't, <laughs> but this life that we're living now yeah. was not in my, you know, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to move to New uh, to, oh, to no. Kauai and start where nobody even knows what science of mind is. Yeah. And uh, we're still people wonder that uh, we just had somebody at a party on the, uh, Mainland said, "Can you believe they moved there? Started this whole thing, and 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 they don't even speak English there, <laughs> right?" And I went, "Wait a minute, where did they think we moved to?" But it was such a it was such a glorious way she put it. So I just went, eh, "Let it." We won't bring up the subject that I don't know what you're talking about. But. Exactly, they didn't move to Nicaragua. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know what she thought I'll, we were doing there. But. I'll tell you that when I was in ministerial school, mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to be a minister. Like yeah. I wanted to be a full time minister. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to just get a ministerial degree and then yeah. not do it. You so, so you already I have knew, visions of having I, your I, own I didn't center. Know, I didn't yeah, know where, this was going to be. Yeah, no. but but I did know. That, that, that it was going to happen. I mean, I, I, um, I quit my job when I graduated from ministerial school, I had a full-time job mm -hmm. and I was working, um, you know, volunteering at the center I was at. And I just was like, I want to do this full-time. I was doing as much as I could volunteer wise yeah. and I was getting interrupted from my work. And I was like, Oh, I'm realizing now that I'd really rather be there than here. You know what I mean? So 100%. I, I just, I kind of pretty much upright and quit my job and just said, went and said, I want to do this full time. It was like a miracle, not a miracle, but <laughs> when I went to Dr. James and said, I wanted to, be, I said, I'll be your assistant minister, you know? And he's like, no, no, I don't see you as that. And, you know, um, I said, well, I, I'm going to do this full time. So I think you should think about it anyway. And he came back to me and said, you know what? I think I can do it, but I can only afford to give you this month. And it was like much, he said, and it was like a quarter of what I was making. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I said, okay, I'm not doing this for money. I know that, you know, you taught me that you're supplied no matter what. Right. So about three days later, the, the administrator quit. And so he was like, okay, this can work. I can make you the administrator and you yep. can be this minister and you'll have pretty a much salary. a salary. Yeah. Wow. And it was just, it was just a little bit less than what I was making, but it was Definitely set me on my path. Yeah, you know? dude. It's like making a decision, right? But we always knew we wanted to be, we would found our own. Uh, we yeah. would not work for other people. Um, yeah. We always yeah. knew that. We weren't going to go candidate, as they call it, for another center, mm -hmm. you know, that did, lost their minister or something, because we right. knew we couldn't have it the way that we, we visioned ourselves running a center and growing it. So... You know, it's not easy going into someone else's center yeah. when they've already been established and the people that have been going there have a certain way that they, they, so we figured if you start with a completely blank slate, mm -hmm. you can paint it any way you want to. Amen. And like, I, am, I, I tell you something, I have nightmares about going to another spirit, uh, CSL, like a CSL in Ohio. I just, I, I see, see, like, I see the Center for Spiritual Living as a certain way, as fun, energetic and light and just so full, vibrant and full of en energy. And if it's anything that's different, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I would right. say, where, where am I? Like, is this really a CSL? Because mm -hmm. of the way that you all have built this uh, amazing, like, organization, this amazing masterpiece. So, like, walk me through how you all got to Kauai. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start? Um, 
Yeah, well, I, I left first for a moment to come here. Um, but how we got there, oh, yeah. Well, what did you uh, come here for? We, what did you come here for, Patrick? Well, we came first for a vacation. Gotcha. And then read it, then that's how it really all started because <laughs> we came here for a vacation. And I had been here before many years before I met my mom over here. She loved to go to Hawaii and she always came over here. So but we I, had already decided we were going to start. We already decided we were going to start. So we were we looking at the East Coast, maybe New Mexico because her family's there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, her children. And so. And then we said, well, let's go on this vacation. My mom had moved to L.A. My mom was getting um, much older. She was in, in probably just going for 90, 90 mm -hmm. when we, 92 when we moved. Mm -hmm. But that was as we got here. And then Rita, that determined thing, she sits there and we're like, oh, we finally got a vacation and go to the island. She gets off the plane and it's like, oh, this is it. <laughs> Boom. This is where we're gonna we're gonna uh, do this, and I was like, "Do what? I have we haven't even had a day of vacation." <laughs> trying to go down to the commerce to get more information about about how we're gonna all the stuff that's going on here, and then then we w went back, and that's where I'm saying that she's more determined than me because I would be more like, "Do we want to check out other islands? Do right. we want to right. dump? <laughs> you know, this feels a little quick for me. It's kind of like the wings. It's like mm -hmm. um." Ah, you know? <laughs> so, um, we came back and I said, well, don't say anything to um, James, Dr. James. Mm -hmm. And then we walked into a, because I was a youth uh, minister there. Mm -hmm. We walked in, they were having an event with the kids. And he said, you guys are moving, aren't you? Is that, and so it was how many months later? Six months later, we were gone. Wow. Which the, the difficult part of flying was, and then I came over here for three months to kind of plant seeds while Rita stayed at, um, but the, probably for me, the, the most difficult part was that my mom was at a point and it's just, it was just me and my mom. I don't have a very large family. So mm -hmm. that was one of those moments in time where she had almost passed away about two times. Mm -hmm. Uh, before in the years before that and mm -hmm. so when we decided to go she kind of had a comeback kind of like in uh what's this one the italian italian show oh, rocky moonstruck yeah. no oh, moonstruck, moonstruck. when when he goes with his mother and he says mom i'm getting married and she rises up <laughs> at it and says, oh and she's cooking for everybody well that's kind of my mom i'm moving oh no what do you mean you're moving moving where you know so mm -hmm. I, I i think what makes that story important and to other people they could say you know you know if two people are listening to it everybody's got a different interpretation mm -hmm. one interpretation could be you deserted your mom when she needed you the most and came here and then that's you know could be an interpretation at least that's the you know stuff that goes on in your own mind or mm -hmm. i gotta fly and my mom was an independent woman before mm -hmm. she wasn't mm -hmm. and 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 she would if it had been her and she did do it in her life she would have left. Yeah. She did it with her mom. She, I'm going no matter what. And she left, but it's different than when you're, you're going there, you're going, you're not going. She, she had the opportunity to come with She us. had the opportunity. We said, you want to come? Oh. She said it was too big of a change for her um, at, at 92. Oh, so, wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so, I never heard that part of the story. You guys. You yeah. Know, it, it was, it made it, it made it like if you're writing um, a, 
uh, uh, kind of the Cinderella story of life, you know, mm -hmm. you want it to be. And then they took off and because that's how I am when I am on an adventure. I'm like, yeah, yeah, and getting all excited. But this one was a little bit different because I kept having that guilt about going forward. And I went, you know, this is the right thing to do. And it always has been the right thing to do. Right. So that kind of gave a little bit of a heavier kind of something to be pulling down then when you move like i moved to new york in the past and i was like i'm here you know mm -hmm. and i'm like going all over the place i had no but there wasn't anything that was telling me i shouldn't right so i think that that just made me stronger i think it made me i used it in my talks mm -hmm. um everybody knew my mom for the first couple of years until she passed away and it, so you kind of we incorporated it with our with the people as we started to grow yes. we didn't we're transparent i guess is the word we didn't keep things like over here mm -hmm. we just put them out there for everybody to see you know so. well isn't it a real life philosophy where you have to live it right right and and you have to use it and if you stop growing when you're not like living life right mm -hmm. when you're not having things life you gotta live life and then you bring it to ministry and you share it and you're open and honest about what you're going through, you know, hundred percent. You I got like that. We've always done that. Every Sunday is, is another chapter in your saga. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's really, you know, oh, uh, I mean, we had the, the, uh, Prince Krishna, uh, saga, you know what I mean? We had, uh, you better you, tell him who Prince Krishna. You better tell Prince Krishna. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry for all the listeners out there. I'm royalty, is what Charles <laughs> is trying to tell you. I come from the palace of <laughs> the kitty cat. It yes. was my uh, little love of our life, our cat. Yeah. yeah, that passed away about two years, almost two years ago now. Uh, only, oh God. Yeah, it'll be two years this month. Be two years, yeah, and then um. So and then there was the oh when you guys moved from the other house that you were all um, down the street into this house you know like there's so many different um, like chapters in which you right. all are so transparent about um, right. and, and um, I had I had COVID and I we had to close the center one Sunday oh yeah and, mm -hmm. but I shared my whole like thing mm -hmm. as a minister I had to yeah. I'm not. You know, I can't hide as a minister. I have to, I have to show it. So, yes. you know, we kept everybody safe and everything, but um, I wrote a blog about it. I did a Zoom thing, you know, so to let people know that I'm walking through this, you know. Mm -hmm. Plus I got two weeks so. to just be me on there talking <laughs> and doing my thing, you know. <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's for us, it's about, you know, and we learned that from our mentor too, because he was always, he, he had cancer mm -hmm. and we all walked through that cancer with him yeah. from the day he got diagnosed till he, <laughs> you know, he went through his treatment and recovered. So I think, you know, he never hit away with it. He just, he put it out in the open. A lot I think of times that, when that's you're... healing, you know, yeah, too, very. if you're hiding for shame, right? it's mm. like, so I think that being open and living your life and, um, you know, all of it, like all the trials and the great parts. And I, I hope that's what we do. Well, I think 100%. that spiritual leaders, you, you know, that we know many people that have gone through stuff and have died in complete secrecy, secrecy and shame. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and I think as a spiritual leader, you have to not just air your, your laundry out mm-hmm. for everybody, but to show here's my laundry and this is how I cleaned it. This <laughs> is how I, yeah, Ooh. this is how I cleaned well, it. But you have to have a process for it. Yes. You yeah. can't be like in the hole, like in the you depths know, of it or something and, mm-hmm. and you're showing everybody that you're falling into a hole. You've got to, you've this got is to, how I climbed this out. is how you climbed out. Like you have to have processed it. Right. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. 100%. So, yeah, because it could be dangerous otherwise, because you could mm-hmm. be standing up there and, you know, not having Because people want inspiration when yeah. they come there. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you you get up there and you tell everybody how rosy everything is. No. Because half the people, probably all the people, are sitting out there in the work like you do. They're all sitting there with something. And just because you get spiritually fed or you you become, you grow, you, you don't just grow. You grow through that pain. and yeah. You, going through it and then so i think that that's really what what um i i'm 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 hoping that we represent to people that that yeah we can life is going to hand you stuff Mm -hmm. and and and, but it's what you do with it that matters and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what our philosophy is about about being responsible for how you react to life not controlling you or you controlling me Mm -hmm. controlling that the self of how you just like in the work you do yeah. and we're part of the collective consciousness you know so mm-hmm. when we walk through this earth plane we're that's all there and we pick up some of it you know can't help it but if we know what to do with it you know since we know that what i don't know if in your teaching but Go for that it. like 95 percent subconscious and five percent thinking right yeah so all that subconscious is in there doing its work we just listened to a thing with bruce lipton last night it was really good mm-hmm. but um so it makes sense like ernest holmes says we're born into the consciousness of the race which means collective conscious and and um we're sub- subjected to it like but the good news is we don't have to we can rise above it yeah. we can rise above it if we become conscious and that's what i think what it's about now is being conscious, evolving consciously mm-hmm. and not just letting subconscious run our lives, you know, yeah. get more conscious about how we're thinking and more conscious about that. We can change how we think and, mm-hmm. you know, and change our lives. hundred percent. Right. Yep. And we do it with um, spiritual mind treatment, you know, the, the five steps uh, of spiritual mind treatment and, it definitely gives us a it kind of gives us the joystick to to life mm-hmm. to determine where our subconscious um needs to go you know it needs to go to faith mm-hmm. and, and to where we want it to go um go ahead uh, for anybody that doesn't know uh the five steps of uh, spiritual mind treatment can you guys just give us a a, a small lesson well, we can both we can both do it. something <laughs> came up last week which is because you're always growing with it yeah. And that we're all energy. And so a lot of times when we do a spiritual mind treatment, we want to go beyond the words, especially mm-hmm. now with quantum physics and everything that's coming up. Um, there's five steps. And the reason we have steps isn't because the steps are magical <laughs> or, the, or the word is magical. It's like a map. Mm-hmm. It's like this wonderful guidepost mm-hmm. so that when you're going through something, you have step one, which is recognizing it's mm-hmm. called recognition. And you're recognizing that everything seen and unseen comes from one power and energy that you can't see, but you can see it because I'm looking at you, Charles. I'm mm-hmm. looking at Rita. I'm looking at me. 
there it is. That's the that's that power that's constantly great, and we can use it for any way we want. That's mm -hmm. the good news and the not so good. But if you just bathe in the energy of recognition, and now we call it identification step two, but it's really called unification. And the reason we like identification is actually Ernest Holmes, who was the founder of Science of Mind, mm -hmm. actually used identification because if we identify with something that means we are naturally what that's what we are yes but if i have to unify or bring something out of somewhere else then there's a separation right so i like that idea and then once you have i think eventually we'll only have two steps because mm -hmm. once you know that what can't you do Amen. once you know that you are that incredible power but we have a st third step which is Realization, which means that if you're all of that, if you're all that power, all that infinite intelligence, all that source that created everything, if that's who you are, then you can just declare whatever it is that you want to experience in your life mm. because it's coming from that place yes. and that's never been touched by anything, no condition or anything. Mm. It's just pure energy. So you're just declaring that this is this is this the is experience. how I see my life, the experience that I want. I want to I want to be more prosperous. But you don't say I want. You say I am. Yes. Prosperous. I am. You know, mm -hmm. because that's what source is. Source is unlimited. Source I is abundant, am. and I'm that. And so therefore, I am that. I, I can tap into all of that. And mm -hmm. um, and then the then your favorite one is <laughs> step four, which is gratitude, <laughs> yep. which means it's already happened. So <laughs> yep. all you have to do is say thank you. For thank it. you. Mm -hmm. Done. And that generates a feeling. That's a it. big feeling. Yeah, it's a mm -hmm. feeling of joy. It's a feeling of, oh my God, I'm I'm living this now. So what I is doctors, just so, what is doctor? So, I was gonna say oh, doc. doctor, <laughs> what is doctor uh calls it the ultimate state of Dr. receivership? Joe. And Dr. it is Joe. the ultimate state of receivership. Because once you're grateful, you've already received. Yes. And then, and then the fifth step is the one that people have a little bit of trouble with. <laughs> Let go out of your hands, let go, let yep. go. Which is the part of yourself. It's not that separate wants to from know you. how. Yeah, mm -hmm. let that go let that and go. just let the universe take it. And yes. the universe, you are the universe. Yes. And it's gonna, and if you're really feeling this and really sending it out, like the vibe, then it has to bring it back to you, it has to magnetize toward back to you, and it will put the pieces together in the best way yes. that's possible for you. It's not gonna be the same for everybody, right? So, it. and whatever has to come, it'll come. All the support mm -hmm. that you need, everything will come if you can stay like we call it will, and it's not willpower. Will is like keeping your mind poised on what it is that you're declaring, yes. right? So it's just no matter what you see in the conditional world, you're keeping your mind poised basically on what you don't see, but what you know is true. Amen. You know what you feel and that you know it, it's there. And it's so, science. It's and, science. And it is it's, science. It, everything that has ever, anything that has ever been in science has come from the invisible. We mm -hmm. know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there has never been, nothing comes from the visible to the, you know, I mean, it doesn't go that way. Everything is a thought and imagination and movement. But the thing why I think people think it's not like Sai Baba in India where things are poofing out of the sky, like, <laughs> I need a car, boom, there, wow, look at, there it is. No, it's creating the energy that will create the, the situations, the people, the places, the things mm -hmm. that will bring you to that 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 experience. Well, because yes. we're all we're all vibration, right? right. Mm -hmm. And whatever yeah. we're vibrating at is what we're going to attract, no matter mm -hmm. what, right? And that's science. 
I mean, you're vibrating, I'm vibrating. We've all attracted each other into this experience right mm -hmm. now. And, you know, you're not meeting with so-and-so over there, you know, you're meeting with us. So we're vibrating right together. Yes. So if you want something, you have to vibrate at that, at that energy level, mm -hmm. that frequency. Yeah. Cause we're all energy. Amen. So I think spiritual mind, I know spiritual mind treatment is not just words. It's like shifting whatever the vibration is, mm -hmm. the energy you might get into a flunk, a funk. What's it called? Funk. <laughs> Yo, oh, Patrick knows funk. about that funk. I know, I know about funk. You might get into a funk where you just get so like conditioned <laughs> into what's happening and you can't see beyond it. Spiritual mind treatment will help you lift yourself up yes. to a higher consciousness and get the energy moving in the way you want it to move. Amen. You know, but yes. you're doing it. And if you ever want to get out of that funk that we were talking just about, do the Patrick no, dance. well, it's even beyond <laughs> that. I, I really have to say the biggest thing is humor and laughing mm -hmm. is such an opening of the portal of energy that, that people will cannot even imagine it. And I'm not talking about false uh, humor, you know, that you're covering up your stuff because you don't want to look at it. I'm talking about just letting yourself go because we take you know especially the last couple of years we've been taking things a little serious <laughs> and so and so i'm seeing a lot of serious and you know serious contracts mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't open so i uh, think i'm blessed with the idea that i can find some humor in a few things when oh, I, but you I work, and in everything my work, <laughs> in my work, in my work. <laughs> and and for the audience out there this is why this is why i have been so faithful to the, the Center for Spiritual Living and the Science of Mind and why I love this philosophy so much and why I love these two so much. Why this is a special moment for me to have them on the show. Because like, like, look at the enthusiasm and the energy in which they just explain the five steps of spiritual treatment. Like this, this right here is the most powerful, the most powerful thing ever for anyone out there to, to know who you are, to recognize it, to claim what you want. And then, you know, to, to really like step into it to step right. into it and, and, and excited just and yes. walk as if yes walk as if it's not just and about then, sitting there going oh right <laughs> but and also you know it's coming up too we just heard with uh bruce who's another excitable guy bruce lipton dr bruce lipton yeah dr bruce lipton he gets so excited about words <laughs> i don't even understand you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah he, he gets well, he's like almost drooling on himself he's so <laughs> excited and, and you know excitement is a vibration i've always mm -hmm. said that me if i ever get into that place where i'm just kind of going through and i'm not excited yeah i already know right out of the gate that it's not going to happen yeah. but he was saying last night and i've been saying this for a while about ownership mm. and it's taking full ownership and he said taking ownership of the negative is just as important as the positive and yeah. why is that so it's because if you take ownership like this is happening to me and it feels like crap mm -hmm. i don't know if i can say that on your podcast yeah yeah heck yeah uh, hell yeah <laughs> but if you but if you if you take ownership everyone thinks that oh i don't want to attract the negative to me no no but what that's saying is if i made it i can clean it if i make a mess yes. i can clean the mess wow do it to get it to positive. And when he said that last night, he said, why is everybody afraid of the negative? If the negative is there for you to own that that is what is happening so right. that you own something different. Yeah, That's the excitement to go. I, I, I'll take credit for it all, man. Mm -hmm. I met one of our colleagues always, I always, Josh, he always said, I have messed up my life so much right now. Mm -hmm. 
that that just shows me how powerful I am, that if I could screw my life up this much, just think what I could do yes. if I used the same power yes. to unscrew it up and give, get what I want. Ooh, I mean, it's, wow. It's, it's one power. It's not like, oh, I went over to the bad power and then I went over to the good power. No. It was like, it's one power, man, just how you use it. Make a different choice. Phew. Yo, that right there, that's mind blowing. Yo, I mean, but nobody, but but that's such a almost taboo. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I don't. I'm not accepting the negativity in my life. You know, that's that's those people over there. That's that stuff over there, and keep it away from me. Mm -hmm. No, if it's there, own it, release it. You know, you know. So yeah, it's the new the the new way, and then laugh at it. Take the negativity and laugh at it. (laughs) But I did. That's how powerful I am. Look what I. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just agreeing. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love when you're. I'm sorry I'm so low key, but it's just been one of the. <laughs> Dude, when you're in flow, man, just watch out, everybody. Hey, make sure you guys check them out on, on Sundays, CSO Kawhi, CSO Kawhi.org. We'll get to all that soon. Yeah. But also, um, so there's so much more that I want to ask. But right here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique to, ha- to can help you cope, the technique that I have the honor of guiding you all through is the mental emotional release technique it's a neuro-linguistic programming technique and for all you out there uh, that is li- are listening if you have anything that is on your chest if you feel as though you're getting in your own way is you fi- if you feel as though you have something that is weighing you down please 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 go to charleswolfwork.com there's a form on the front go ahead and fill that out and, and go ahead and schedule your appointment with me so you can go through the mental and emotional release process and do years of therapy years of personal development have multiple breakthroughs within minutes and that's what we're going to be doing today and i want to let you all know that i am not a doctor or a psychiatrist or a counselor social worker or any of those wonderful things i am an alternative to help people shift uh, their mindset and today we are going to be releasing hurt and disappointment. So like, um, on, in what way, you know, with you all being so spiritually mature, in what way does hurt and disappointment show up in your life um, nowadays? Chris, go ahead. Um, mm. I think hurt and disappointment can show up when you have expectations. Yeah. I think that's the biggest way it can show up. And if you have expectations of something and that you're not, not facing that, whatever that is yourself, and then you project it out, then you get hurt because you're, you're giving that feeling over to somebody else or some situation. So I think that is one. And what was the other one? Hurt and disappointment. disappointment. And then let's say, um, well, disappointment has been a big thing with COVID because, you know, especially in our situation where we planned events and had to, you know, cancel them or not knowing what's coming next um, creates disappointment. Uh, like, okay, now what am I going to do next? Because I might be disappointed again. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. But it is about expectations though. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. and having expectations that um, you're basing your, your happiness on that expectation. And then if it doesn't mm-hmm. happen, you get disappointed. That's or, a, that's, uh, that's definitely something great to remember as we do the exercise as well. That'll be something very key for you since you've already had that revelation. What, yeah. uh, what about for you, Patrick? Um, I would, the moment that you say disappointment, I've worked in and out with this my whole life, probably mm-hmm. because, um, 
disappointment always brings me back to the inner child, which I do a lot of work with is the, um, the inner child. And that's that mm-hmm. I had uh, somewhat of a dysfunctional father, a dysfunctional family. I mean, join the, join the, join the group. I, mm-hmm. I like to say I'm rare in that, but I doubt it. But, um, but yeah, that, that feeling of disappointment when you get so excited and I have that in me, Mm-hmm. about something a, a given example if i'm going can we go to the fair mom can we go to the fair and then yes if your father's not drinking that day and then you're like but i'm gonna and you want to get excited about going to the fair and then they, oh sorry honey your dad's you know you know and then you're and then you just fall into this incredible disappointment mm-hmm. so what it does is it help and, and it, unfortunately it takes you to forebode joy because mm-hmm. if you're always afraid, and I, I have it, 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 so I'm saying it always reemerges in maybe a different way, mm-hmm. and that you want to kind of release it. You know, that's why I'm glad we're talking about hurt and disappointment because hurt is one of the things that you know you get angry about. You know, and like for me, if I'm angry, it's usually because I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm really hurt, mm-hmm. and I don't want to tell you I'm hurt because it's vulnerable. Right. And so as long as I can keep that, you know, I'm disappointed. So I get hurt, mm-hmm. but then I don't want to show you. So then I get angry. So I turn my hurt into anger. As we, you and I have said many times, what hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that disappointment's a huge one because it is a big foreboding of joy. Cause if you're afraid of disappointment, how we're, you're not going to venture out. Right. You're going to be so afraid to, 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 get excited about something because you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. 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 I've talked, I've I've been thinking a lot about that. The it's, I am so, I'm I'm so excited because I have a front row seat to see where your, your um, creativity goes and Mm -hmm. what events will happen because you guys don't have the friction of hurt and disappointment between whatever you all would like to do in the future. So that's Mm -hmm. exciting. That's very exciting. I mean, we even said it's interesting now, even, um, you know, just as an example, if you want, when, you know, you get excited Mm -hmm. about Rita and I come up with this great creative idea, right? Yeah. And we go, okay, we're going to have a ceremony with self-love and people are going to commit to themselves and Valentine. Wow. We're so excited. Wait till everybody hears it. Wait. Yeah. And then you look and nobody signs up. Mm -hmm. First, you're what? Disappointed. Disappointed. And then what happens? You get hurt because yep. you go, oh, nobody likes my idea. <laughs> no. Like our idea, Rita. <laughs> what did I do? You know, and and I like I'm making light of it. Yeah. But, but I do know in the core of it, it, yeah. it, it is a disappointment and, and hurt. So I'm glad you're actually working with that because that's a biggie. Yeah. Um I'm so proud to do so. Let's get it. Let's get it. So uh, with this process, all we got to do are three things. Number one, got to use your imagination. Uh, number two, we um, have to follow directions, just like we follow a good recipe or um, Google Maps. And number three is to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'll be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. And I come from a place of love and high vibrations. Now, the most important thing to have now for you all, this is a bonus, you know what I mean? Uh, And this is for everyone. The bonus is if you have compassion and empathy for everyone inside of every single event and see from other people's perspective, that's where the deeper healing comes from. That's where the um, 
the major breakthroughs come from is where you see from other people's perspective and not mm-hmm. just empowering yourself. All right. Yeah. 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 And for every single event, it is a trigger that you're getting rid of. So it's a, uh, for every single event, it's a trigger to where something happens and you won't be triggered by the event. Um, so therefore for every single, uh, make sure that you go over as, as many events as possible. I'll direct you through that, but make sure that you take your time. I edit this video. So take your time. Do not worry about any type of time constraints. This is your process. This is your time. Okay. Awesome. If you guys can separate just a little bit, just so, um, you're not touching each other. Um, just so you won't anchor any type of, uh, touches or anything to anything that's, um, <laughs> This might be difficult for her not to touch me. But <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself, Rita. <laughs> Is it all right? Okay, let's get it. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this hurt and disappointment today if you're to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. Patrick, what is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt hurt or disappointed between the ages of birth and seven? Rita, I'll be asking you the same question. So, One of the very first hurts is that when our family moved from a house to a trailer park, mm-hmm. what was the, I was six. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that it was like what? It was a, you're in this big home and then you're not. So- mm-hmm. So feeling of <laughs> taking the elevator down from the penthouse to something else. Now, you know, so that was a huge disappointment for me. Understood. Rita? It was when my younger sister was born. It's none of her fault. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, I love my younger sister and we're yep. good friends. Yep. But I think that my little girl was like, didn't get all the attention. And mm-hmm. this is what I'm remembering anyway. And she was special and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And she got all that attention and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like, oh, she's the special one, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that daddy's not paying attention to Rita anymore. You know, I that's what comes to my mm-hmm. mind first mm-hmm. when you say that. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna create imaginary timelines. Now with your imaginary timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. Rita, if you were to know where's your past? Behind me. Where's your future? Oh, right here in front of me. Awesome. Patrick, where's your past? Uh, behind me. Where's your future? In front of me. Perfect. All right, you all keep your eyes closed and you guys, this is going to be t- uh, together. So we're going to do this process together. You guys can th- go ahead and keep your eyes closed and let me know when you're ready for the process to drop your baggage. Awesome. All right. Now, just imagine floating outside of your body as if though you were a spirit or energy. And just imagine seeing yourself from a third person point of view right here, right now, just like a fly on the wall. So your white dress, your blue shirt, the couch that you're sitting on, your beautiful kitchen. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating behind you into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt hurt or disappointed when you were just a little kid and just hover above that event, seeing that event like a fly on the wall from a third person point of view. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, as you hover above that event, seeing yourself like a fly on the wall, just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance 
forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Be sure to see from the perspective of everyone inside the event and have empathy and compassion for everyone inside the event. As you focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people, we're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser and learn from other people's actions and mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage and whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occurred. And as you float above that first event, seeing yourself and everyone else like a fly on the wall, ask yourself, what is something positive and empowering you can tell yourself and everyone inside the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Take your time. Awesome. Now, Patrick, go ahead, keep your eyes closed. And as you observe the event, what is something that you learned from the event? That I could, and I do, can adjust to anything from moving to anything else that can help me in anything that I do. It was a gift actually. Because awesome. even little I could adjust to to change. That's right. Rita, as you observe the event with your eyes closed, tell me, what did you learn from the event? That everyone is special and that somebody can't take someone's specialness away, that no matter what, we're all individually special. That's right. Very good. Great job, guys. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float behind you into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. Awesome. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, just imagine floating deeper and deeper into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating right there in space, weightless, and ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They're not there. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes as a little kid and check on the emotions. Verbally tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Not there. Not there. Awesome. Float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Great job. Now, listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt hurt or disappointed from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event that has a major charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the hurt and disappointment all the way back to now. And when they're all gone, you can flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. <laughs> good stuff. How was that one? That was good. Yeah. Very calming, too. Thank yeah. you. Very common. Yeah, lots of stuff came up. It's good. Interesting um, to have the first one kind of didn't kind of, but it affected all the rest mm -hmm. because of the first one that we did. It assisted with all the others. It took the kind of the lesson, the learning mm -hmm. into all, oh, 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 oh. And they were all kind of the same one. I mean, the same 
theme, the same message, the same stuff. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, it was a little easier as you went on to, to not get pushed every time you went to a new mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'd agree. I definitely would agree because once you get to that root cause, that's the one where it kind of gave you that initial reaction to where <laughs> your mind goes back to that reaction every single time. You know, your mind goes back to, oh, I'm going to react this way because this is how I reacted when I was a little kid. You see, and therefore it can. Yep. Yep. It can. That, that's that theme that you just been reacting the same way over time. Crazy how the yeah, mind works. It's, it's amazing how they all have landing on each one. They, they're all the same. They, they, everything was different experience, mm -hmm. but the same root. Mm -hmm. It's the same hurt over mm -hmm. and over. And then when you real, I think it was, what did I say in the beginning? I said that I realized that it had trained me to adjust and to be flexible. And then I realized that even now it taught me, gave me the same lesson that, I mean, the same gift that I can use now in, COVID times mm -hmm. and, now, and now I can use it, you know, the same <laughs> gift that was given then you can have now. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's just, it's, it's that much more important nowadays with us all having to expect the unexpected and be flexible. Were there any revelations that you found helpful, Rita? It, mine was all about compassion and understanding. Who did you have to have compassion for in, in the first event? Well, just each person i don't know if i want to go specifically right. who okay right, better yeah. not to, but um okay. but just the idea when you said that everybody's doing the best they can and it's just who they are mm -hmm. that time and that they've got their baggage and things they're dealing with mm -hmm. and i think that it helps open up compassion and if you can have compassion it doesn't end forgiveness like you said but compassion mm -hmm. then you don't even need forgiveness because mm -hmm. if you have compassion there's nothing to forgive you're just, mm -hmm. you're just in a state of understanding and yeah. just uh, allowing, basically allowing and accepting everybody for where they, where they're at. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. That's for sure. You, ex you're, and I like that, that word of, you know, ex accepting where they are, especially with the consciousness that they have, especially at the time, you know, right. somebody may not know something as far as communication or not thinking of that. Exactly. You know, and it's all about from our perspective, we're taking it the way that we want to take it or we need to take it, you know, in order to kind of survive in this world. Right. Yeah. Because we're always in like, not always, but we get into a self-protective mode mm -hmm. that we want to protect, you know, our little self. And, yeah. It was interesting. Another aha was that <laughs> makes me laugh actually, mm -hmm. because there wasn't one scene or incident that came up when I looked at it from their perspective none of it had anything to do with me never and i thought and i thought all of it had to do with me <laughs> no i was a legend in my own mind you know because i thought it was all about me mm -hmm. and as i went through each person all the way down to the very end uh, a scene of uh, an event i went oh my god that wasn't even about me even though you hurt me that wasn't even about hurting me. Mm -hmm. Right. You were just hurt. Yeah. So, oh my God, that is so funny. <laughs> there, there was a cartoon I saw today just popped in my mind. Mm -hmm. It showed a boss yelling at his employee. Mm -hmm. And this kind of falls in place. And then the then the 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 employee went home and yelled at his wife. Mm. 
And then the wife yelled at the child. Mm -hmm. And then the child yelled at the cat. So when you look at it, this gave me goosebumps. When you look at it, that's what it all was. Mm -hmm. Everybody was reacting by hurt. And then I went, oh, but I thought it was all about how horrible I was. But mm -hmm. then I realized I was never about that. Mm -hmm. It was only what you were talking about where I took it and said, oh, this is about me. This is about me. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, what a rude awakening to find out that it's not all about me. I'm going to have to really work on this. I don't know whether or not to thank you or not. <laughs> you are still the, you are still the was, center of the universe. Don't worry. You're still the center okay. of the universe. As long as you can assure me of that, that I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> wow that's nice that's a nice revelation yeah. i definitely um I, I i had to you know when i was cr growing up without a dad i i took it personally that i never got a christmas present or birthday card and i always thought he would be around he would have stayed if i was lovable if i was good enough and uh, you know, of course, the fact of the matter is, I don't, you know, I don't know what he and my mom were going through. I don't know if he was, if he ran away from things his whole life. I don't know what type of pressures he were, he was under, you know, and also I don't, my mom's a very strong woman. I don't know what they said. <laughs> I don't know what was said, but I, 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 after I learned like, Hey, it wasn't about me. Mm. I didn't take it personal anymore. I just, it felt, I felt so much more peace, yeah. so much more, peace. like, you know, the whole compassion part, once I, you know, just accepted where he was at that time as a 25 year old young man, right. A kid and in, in all actual reality, um, it, it, I, it definitely helps you release, you know, and not hold on to things so much. It's just like, we're all just going through this human experience as a spirit. Right. I think it's compassion. What Rita was saying, compassion. You don't even need really forgiveness once you have the compassion. Yeah. I'm thinking about the little girl, her little sister. I mean, you know, that was born. And then my brother, who was seven years older, I'd go back to that. Mm -hmm. I realized it had nothing to do with me. Even if he wanted me dead, it, it didn't even have anything to do with him really wanting me dead. No. He just wanted a part of you know, me not to be there because of wherever he was. So mm -hmm. I'm like going, wow, when you start looking at perspective of everything, yeah. it's impossible, you know, you're not, you're hitting, as you said, the major events that yeah. caused, you know, because there's a million, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you hit the major one, then it actually takes care of the other ones. Yeah. Because it's you don't even need to look at it as, as much because they're already they're clumped together because they're the same. Right. Mm -hmm. You and cruise. Go ahead. Life in the future, too. I mean, that's the key because you're not going to attract it anymore. You're not going to attract the experiences because you won't have to, you know, learn something anymore. You've already learned it. Right. And kind of like wherever you go, there you are. People start having the same relationship over and over, even though it's a different face, you know. Mm -hmm. right. So, it, that carries to everything, not just carries to jobs, it carries to love relationships, friendships, you know, just, you know, employers, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you see this, like I'm feeling, it's more of a feeling now. Once I feel this, I know there's a couple of events coming up that mm -hmm. I'm going, oh, I'm about to face that event, mm -hmm. that challenge, that person. 
And I'm thinking, it's hard to look at it the same way now. <laughs> you're going, and then, oh, shit, it's not about me. That's right. It's not about me. That's right. I'm thinking it's about me. My confrontation is going to be about me. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with me. It has all about you. And mm-hmm. so I'm knowing that, that I will handle it differently, yeah. knowing that. So that I will be less reactive with my mental rehearsing that someone's out to make me upset, you know, when they're not, they're just upset. So they're going to, who's ever in their way, like that little thing, the, the employer takes it home to his wife, the wife takes it to the kid because mm-hmm. he can't go that way or be, and then the kid says, I, I'm, you can't talk to all, I have, I have power over the cat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's you know, so there's two things. Uh, there's two things I want to mention. Number one, Dr. Joe always talks about how when you change your personal reality, you change your personality. So with this modality, you shift your perspective upon your personal reality, and therefore, like with your personality, you you may run into the same um, opportunities to react with that hurt. Right, right. But but you don't react the same way. So therefore, like you were talking about, Rita, you don't attract all of the the other responses from that. You don't go down that wormhole. Right, right. So that like it's you know the same things may come up, but mm-hmm. you, you're you don't even see it. It's not even in you know, right. not even in your universe anymore. And number two, you know, there was a you guys know what I'm talking about, but the audience uh what doesn't doesn't really know it's about like there there's so many words that are explosive in our culture whether it be you know tranny or you know negro or whatever it may be Uh right and somebody has said that before and and this was after i did this work and i had already done this work therefore i didn't have the same reaction Right. As the people around me, as like, yo, that's where she, that's her consciousness. Right. <laughs> you see, she said that word Negro, it's an older woman, by the way, audience. She said the word Negro because she came from an era that said that as just a way to describe African Americans. And I know this woman personally and I love her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other people heard it and they thought I might be offended, but I just, I took it for what it, what it was. You know what I mean? Right, right. It, it's just like I didn't even react. It's, it was shocking, but at the same time, I thought it was hilarious as, as well that she actually says that. Or behaving in a way that's kind of like, I don't know, I would imagine, you know, like that's unacceptable. Yeah. Um, but then when you look at it from this perspective, yeah, they're still not about what you're talking about anyway. It's not even about that scene. It's about their unacceptability yes. of hasn't been accepted in their life. So it isn't about they're going, that's unacceptable. But in reality, Mm -hmm. it's I'm not acceptable because that can't be. And then you're over there going, yeah, you know, I wouldn't suggest it. (laughs) Exactly. But but I'm not all triggered by it. Like, you know, out to get me. No, exactly. It's so, you know, yeah. The, the you know just having the compassion uh and and not taking thing and not having the triggers to take things personally like you'd used to it definitely it helps out so much 
it helps out so much. I think that's hysterical. I'm going to have to go through my whole life thinking (laughs) all this time. I thought it was all about me. I I go back in my world and what what did Rita say the other day? And sometimes she said, um, you know, don't let the world tell you who you are. You tell who you are. Mm -hmm. Tell Mm -hmm. the world who you are. Not, Not them telling you. And so this is kind of that thing that's going wait a minute, how am I going to look at my drama quite the same way <laughs> when I'm in personal defense? You're after me, but you're really not after me because you're just dealing with you. Oh, man. <laughs> sorry. These talks are going to get a whole lot more boring on Sundays, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, thank you all. So- thank you guys so much oh, for showing so much up. But yes, yes. Thank you guys so much for showing up for your divine appointment. Oh. Nice hmm? light bulb. A nice light bulb. <laughs> well, hey, you give me so many throughout the year. I, I'm glad to give you at least one. You're always hitting me upside the head with some wisdom. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, um, but remember, it's never about you. <laughs> All about, not about me either. Oh, wow. What are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. And your work too, my friend. Thank you for doing your work and, and going out there in the world and, uh, and you know serving people in so many ways this is one of the ways that you serve but you're you serve in so many ways thank you um and uh, you're a gift you're a gift to everyone who knows you so and you'd be a gift to your father with if he knew you right now too so i'm sure that you are so yeah there you go thank you the um please tell everybody where to reach you all Oh, the best way is to go to the website and cslkawaii.org, cslkawaii.org. There's contact information there. Um, There's a phone number. It's 808-431-1700. And um, if you have a question or something. Yeah, but you can contact us through the, and you through can the website. Get, it's best. And it'll tell all the events, the morning meditations, yeah. the stuff that's going yeah. on. Right. Um, and past and past um, Sundays, too. Our Sunday celebrations are always, are always archived. So it's great. You can live stream in. You can be there. We'll, leave, we'll never know you're there. You can be that <laughs> wonderful foyer that just comes in and checks it out and says, oh, wow. That guy does do the funky dance. <laughs> yeah, they does. Yeah. So thank you so much for everything you do to uh, Charles. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And I'll all see right. you guys on Sunday. And uh, thank you all. To, one second. Thank you all, too, for listening and for your attention and your support. Um, if you all are listening, thank you so much. I love you all with all my heart. If you're still here, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button to go ahead and activate all the algorithms of uh, social media. And if you're on the podcast platform, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. <laughs> and right here yeah. on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you uh, cope. I am your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Wolfork, and with my amazing guests, Rev Rita and Rev Patrick. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace. Mm